0: So today is the 31st of July 2022 and it has been a while uh, since my last podcast. And I what I have done is I've kind of gone back and thought about the, the topics and the theme of my podcast. And I decided to actually widen the scope a bit because I did call it initially sales and communication. And while this has been the focus and is the focus of my work, um, I decided to kind of widen the scope a bit of this podcast because I've got so many different things that I'm interested in and would love to talk about. But by just focusing on these two areas, um, it could be misunderstood that it really only applies to people who are in sales or it only applies to people who are in some form of a communication role. And I think there's such a variety of topics that are so interesting that I would love to kind of, you know, widen that scope of the podcast. And also, this will allow me to pick up some interesting news, maybe, that come up every week, and we can then go and look at it from a, From an NLP perspective, for example, we can look at the language being used in a certain news article, and we can draw some conclusions around this, because that's the beauty of neuro-linguistic programming, that you can actually use this for for, uh, many, many things uh, that is also outside of sales and communication. One of the key themes that i think are really important whether you are in sales or not is is you know how, how you actually look at the world and how you actually react to certain things and and that can be driven and changed and uh and that p can can actually use the, can, can can be used for for that purpose so i took a couple of notes here that i wanted to talk about today in this podcast the first one is, uh, yeah, as I just mentioned, I want to widen the scope. So that also means I have to kind of rebrand this this uh, podcast. And I think I'm going to just call it the Marco Davy Podcast. And I just kind of explained why I want to do that. I want to be able to talk about other things. I do a lot of research as well uh, in the field of you know, psychology in the field of NLP. And um, so I think it's really important that we be able to discuss other things. And what I've done also is got a bit of research, you know, how do you actually come up with a name for a podcast? So, and, you know, my, my, my initial working name was Sales and Communication Podcast because that was kind of the focus area that I wanted to kind of focus on. But now I decided to go a bit wider. So the first way of naming podcasts is typically uh, based on the content. And you have some keywords like sales and communication. These are keywords. They're easy to uh, be searched on in any podcast directory. So if you call your podcast in a certain way and you use those keywords in the name, it's easier for people to find it. So that's one way of doing it. The other option that you have is to uh, name it after the host. Uh, So there's a lot of podcasts uh, named after the host and typically what they say is uh, when you read some people commenting on you know how you should name your podcast is that's a way of if you've got a a celebrity right so let's say uh, Darren Brown. Uh, if there's a podcast that's called Darren Brown, and of course, it's easy to find it, and uh, you know, it's, it's someone who is famous, um, and uh, you use it by the way. The other advantage of using the host's name is that you can keep the podcasts totally wide open to all kinds of topics. So, maybe in one week, I want to talk about your um, time management, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at Three power tools of time management, but also maybe you want to. I want to talk about something totally different in a podcast, maybe related to some news. And uh, then the question is, uh, you know, how do you name that podcast? Ideally, and having a generic uh, name after the host, uh, in this case myself, uh, makes it easy for me to just jump to a different topic. Also, my background is super diverse. Um, I've got I worked in many different roles, and um, my academic background is uh, is very mixed. I've got a business background. I've got an MBA from Warwick Business School, but I also have a physics degree, uh, a PhD in physics from um, my previous kind of studies, and so I, I I did a lot of work in experimental physics, which includes you know, a lot of things like statistics, uh, programming, electronics, et cetera. So there's a lot of stuff that I could, you know, pull in or use examples out of physics, how we apply them in, in daily life, et cetera. So that's stuff that I want to do. And the third one, uh, that is cool, uh, a naming of podcasts is you use a cool name, some form of a brand, uh, That is uh, also uh, useful, Um, but I think it's the most distant one because, obviously, yeah, you can name it, come up with some fancy name. Uh, It's not related to the host, then. It's also not essentially related to the content of the uh, of the podcast. It requires some skills to think about uh, coming up with an amazing name. While this is, uh, you know, useful. it doesn't help you in building out your own personal brand. Um, And that's something that is uh, an advantage of using a host name. So I decided to go down the route and renaming it into into my own name. Um, And this will then also allow me to cover more interesting topics But we're, of course, not going to forget uh, things that help you if you are in sales or if you are in a business development role or if you are in a sales manager role to apply the things that we say uh, and cover in, in this area. So that's the part that I wanted to talk about first. The second one is I want to give you three power tools that boost your time management. Time management is is something that, I mean, I've come across a lot of people struggling with. Um, Tell you a story. I worked in a company where um, a sales VP um, showed me his calendar. And it was clear to me and very clear to me that there was literally no time blocked in that calendar for any strategic work. And it was interesting to see, uh, you know, that yes, time management can be very, very well done with a, with a schedule. And I'm a big fan of using your calendar to schedule important things in your calendar. If they are in your calendar, they get done. If they're not in your calendar, then there's a high chance that something is going to happen during the time that will detract you from doing things. So that brings me to the first power tool. The first one is actually something that you don't have to do anything different. You just continue to do things as you do right now, um, but compare it to uh, stuff that you have on your schedule. Um, and what I want you to do, what you can do is take a piece of paper. Uh, And take a timer. So your phone, for example, take a timer, uh, put it in a countdown timer for something like 30 minutes um, and let that run. Um, And then you obviously have certain things that you have planned for the day to do. And let that timer go off every 30 minutes for one day. And every time that timer goes off, you take a note. What activity you are actually doing in that moment, in that single moment. So let's say for example, you are doing two hours of prospecting from eight o'clock in the morning until 10. Then from 10 to 12, you're starting to call customers or potential customers, prospects. So you're doing calling for two hours. Uh, first, So eight to ten, you're doing prospecting, ten to twelve, you're Doing calls, then you're going to do a lunch break until one. Uh, you are relaxing, during lunch break. Then you do another round of calls from one to three, and then you're doing again prospecting research from three to five. Let's let's uh, let's assume you're going. That's still kind of your schedule. So what you're going to do is you're going to actually put a countdown timer on every half an hour. It will actually ring. You write down on a piece of paper. The time and what you're actually doing and also what you're supposed to do. You compare that. At the end of the day, you're going to compare what you're doing. So what will probably happen is yeah, you start off with uh, prospecting at 30, Someone walks to you, asks you, hey, do you want to get a coffee? You go down, get a coffee. And in that moment, timer goes off. You're actually just having a side conversation, uh, water cooler talk. You write it down, water cooler talk. so you're not prospecting. Right? You go back, then you're prospecting, alarm goes off, you are prospecting. Okay, you write down prospecting. Then half an hour later, prospecting timer goes off, you're supposed to prospect, uh, but you're actually checking your emails. So you, you do that and what it will reveal is you know how focused you are uh in terms of uh managing your time. And the, the little secret of time management is planning. And discipline. is those two things, planning and discipline, to actually stick to that plan. So that's the first power tool. Piece of paper, countdown timer, every half an hour, check what you're doing compared to what you're supposed to do, see how that works, and you will probably find uh, that some of those times you were doing what you were supposed to be doing, and many, many times <laughs> you will probably find that something else is going on. So that's uh, the first power tool. The second power tool that will actually help you improving this piece. Um and it's called uh Pomodoro technique or Pomodoro timer. Pomodoro technique. Um and uh what it what it is you again you're using a countdown timer and you're breaking down your your uh your timer into uh short periods of time where you focus on one thing only. The only thing you're going to do in, those, in that time frame is one thing. Again, we apply this. Let's say you're in sales, you're prospecting. In the morning from 8 to 10, you want to be prospecting. But instead of doing 8 to 10, it's like two hours, um, you're going to limit yourself to, let's say, uh, 25 minutes. So you're going to do 25 minutes of prospecting, and then you take a five-minute break. So that brings you 30 minutes. And when you take that five minute break, it's really taking a break. You go out down and make yourself a cup of tea and drink that. Then you go back and do it again. So, in that Pomodoro timer, is again, you're putting a timer on for 25 minutes. You do just one thing. You shut out all the other distractions. So, you turn off email, you turn off Slack, turn off, you don't look at your phone. Uh, You just do one thing. And then you do the same. after those 30 minutes, you do it again, 25 minutes, uh nice period. You know there's a break coming where you can distract yourself a bit, can relax, can do something else. Again, you take a five-minute break. And then maybe after an hour, you take a bit of a longer break or whatever. Um, but you get the point. So that's the Pomodoro technique. Try this. And it will help you, because now you, you, don't, have, you don't see that two-hour thing that you have to do, but you only do like 25 minutes of one thing. Much easier to focus on, break it down, take a little break, then you come back and do it again. So that's our Pomodoro Technique. And then the last power tool that I want to talk about is, is actually uh, the Franklin Covey uh, Time Management Matrix. If you haven't heard about it, um, it's actually quite a simple uh, matrix. So what you do is you you take a piece of paper uh, and you draw a line from the top to the bottom and from the left to the right. And from the left to the right, you've got, uh, you know, the actual uh, importance, uh, the actual urgency of things, so things that are urgent urgent and, un- and not so urgent, and then uh, from the top to the bottom you've got important tasks and uh, less important tasks. So Google it. Uh, it's called uh, the Covi Time Management Matrix. So you see an example online and uh, have a look at what it looks like. So what it does, it gives you four quadrants <coughs> when you break up your, your stuff that you have to do, all your tasks that you have in your head. Now, uh, they might be even written down already as a task list, but a task list doesn't give priorities and a task list doesn't give you urgency of things. So it's really useful to break it down in those four quadrants. But if you already have a task list that is long, you can take all these individual tasks. They are either already written down by yourself or they are written down in your head and you write them into the matrix. So you're going to have one quadrant. Where you put in everything that is urgent and important and that's the stuff that you gotta do. These are like the crisis situations, right? Uh well, Let's say you're two, two days before the end of the quarter, you've got a deal that has to come through, you have to send that proposal over today because otherwise you're not going to get it closed by the end of the week or something. That is one thing, has, it's urgent and it's important because you want to hit your quota. you got to put it in. You put that in there. The other one is things that are important, but they're not urgent. So those are things where you want to be in a proactive uh, phase, right? These are things that you know that are important, like, hey, we're going to come up and build a pipeline for next month. It's going to be really important to do that. But do you need to do it now or can you do it in the afternoon or tomorrow? Yeah, probably you can do it tomorrow uh, because it's for next month kind of thing, right? So that's the way you look at it. It's important, but it's not urgent right now. And what you should be doing is putting some time in your calendar for those tasks in the next couple of days or weeks. Put them in so that you can tackle them before they become urgent and important. Because all right now they're just important, but not urgent. But eventually they will become urgent and important. Because if you haven't built your pipeline for next month, beginning of, at the beginning of next month, you're going to be struggling because you don't have enough pipe in your pipeline. So you have to build it ahead of time, but you don't have to do it today. You, you can do it over the next few days, so to speak. That's the idea. So these, these are two quadrants. These are the important quadrants, important and urgent, and then important and not urgent. And then you got two other quadrants. You got one quadrant where you have less important things, and but they are urgent. So, yeah, for example, you gotta write a report and submit it. Um, there could be something that is urgent, yeah uh is it going to move your quota probably not uh so yes it's somewhat important but not really that important uh but it's urgent and that's stuff that you want to try to maybe find someone else who can do it right uh, if that's possible in the, in your role uh try to get someone else to help you with it or do it for you um let's say you are sales manager, and you suddenly have new hires coming in. Um, there's stuff that you need to do as a sales manager for your new hires. Uh, but there are probably things that need to be done now because your new hires are going to start, but you can delegate it maybe to a senior rep or maybe to a sales enable manager or sales and excellence manager or whatever it is. They can take care of that piece. So that's the idea. Important, uh, less important uh, for you, uh, but in a way, uh, urgent to be done and someone else can do it, you delegate like it. And then you got tasks that are not important and not urgent. And those are things, for example, emails during the day. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, doing dedicated sessions or, or sections in your calendar where you just catch up on emails on Slack. So you go in and schedule maybe, you know, 15 minutes in the morning and then half an hour in the evening to catch up on emails and Slack messages. Try to avoid to do this during the day. Um, Sometimes it's worth doing it during the day if you're working, you know, cross-functional with departments that are maybe not in your time zone and you want to be able to respond to them or you want them to respond to you. And they are sitting in different time zones, you might be having another slot where you need to uh do those emails and Slack messages. But typically, uh, you don't really have to do it more than twice a day, right? You put a bit of time in the morning in, a bit of time in the evening to catch up on those messages. But the rest of the day, you try not to go into those. And those are things that are they're not urgent, then. Not important. Well, some of the emails might be important. You need to be use your judgment. But uh, a lot of the emails that you get are sometimes just updates. Someone giving you uh, some information uh, that is good to have, but it's certainly not urgent. Um, so those are things that you can manage really well. So that's the third technique that I think is really go. So these are the three power tools that I recommend you start using if you are struggling with time management or if you just want to improve your time management a bit, even if you're thinking you're really good at it, go and try this out. Use the timer and a sheet to check every half an hour what you're doing versus what you are supposed to do. Use that as an inspiration to move on to the tomato Pomodoro technique. Pomodoro is, uh, Pomodoro is Italian for tomato. Um, Pomodoro technique. Use that to actually block time in short chunks 25 minutes plus five minutes to break uh, to focus, really keep focusing on stuff. That's really, really powerful. And then the third one is a bit more kind of strategic where you actually use the Franklin Covey time management matrix. Uh, look at urgency and you'd look at the importance of things. Build those four quadrants, look it up on the web, um, and then write down all the tasks that you have in your head. And you can mix uh, tasks uh, from your private life sometimes too and you know, see see if that works for you. And uh, put it in there and see and, and look at how much stuff is in your urgent and important piece versus... Um, you know non urgent and important those are the two quadrants you m- should probably mostly spend your time in um, and especially if you manage to clean out your urgent and important piece, you can start working on the non urgent but important things, which is the more strategic work, preparing for stuff that comes up, building your pipeline, uh, doing some uh, great work in terms of maybe thought leadership uh posting stuff on linkedin uh, in relation to attracting new customers etc these are all things that you can do outside of that so that's the second piece that i wanted to talk to you about and then the third one we're going to keep really short today Um, so what i want to do in the future um i want to have like a third section as well uh like today, uh, where I talk about uh, maybe something that isn't related to any of those things. It's either something out of the news uh, or it is something out of uh, an experience that I had, uh, maybe a review of uh, of a book or something like that. And so the one thing that I want to mention today is actually a book, a book recommendation. And it's a, it's a book recommendation um, that, um, that I want to put up here. Um, and I think it's really important if you are in sales uh, because there's one thing that I always say is control what you can control, but don't worry about uh, what you can't control. But we need to bring this to uh, an extreme uh, because as a salesperson, you're responsible for closing your deal. Uh, and yes, there's something about pricing. We can talk about pricing and uh, how that affects possibly your deals. We can talk about product features that are missing. And that's why I'm not hitting my quota. But that's not really true, isn't it? And the book that I want to recommend is, is actually a number one New York Times bestseller. It's called... Extreme Ownership, and it's written by a guy called Jocko Wieling and Leif or Leif Baben. I have actually a signed copy from Jocko, funny enough, because I have actually worked with Jocko before. And this book is about ownership, it's about taking ownership of things. Uh, Highly recommended to read it. Uh, This is my third piece in this podcast today so what we'll see now is i'm going to update the title of this podcast i'm going to try out how this works on anchor Uh, i have no idea Uh, i haven't tried this out yet so i'm going to change the title Um, i will be changing also the logo of the actual podcast picture accordingly and what you will see also um, i will be a much more regular uh, podcast host uh, talking about stuff that help you improve your business, improve your life, improve your time management, whatever it is. We're going to talk about that. And I'm also planning to use a, a website, my own website, as a, as a mini journal, mini blog, where I will put putting maybe some links up for you, so that it's easier for you to find stuff on the web that I mention in this blog. I've done this uh, before uh, for some of the previous editions, uh, but I will be more consistently doing this now. Um, I'm also moving to um, from a WordPress to a, a different hosting platform, um, uh, something that is easier for the eyes. It's more text-based because really what I'm going to do is mostly putting some references up there for you, uh, show notes, so to speak. And I want to make it really as simple as possible. I'm a really big believer on simplicity and this uh, is deeply rooted in me. Um, It actually goes back to me studying physics, would you believe it or not? And you probably think, oh, physics, oh my God, how, how is that simple? um, <laughs> um it, it actually is if you think about it because a lot of the things in in physics are based on mathematics and mathematics is one of the simplest way of expressing uh you know uh some relationships uh, so for example uh resistance the relationship between you know voltage and current is 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 the resistance right? Uh, R equals uh, U, the voltage divided by I, uh, the, the the current. So that's very simple. A very simple expression of what you see when you increase the voltage or when you increase the current or whatever happens uh, on a on a resistance. R. Uh, you can you can measure those things and you probably remember that from school maybe. Um, but the simplicity, to use simplicity to to get to the ground, to the focus areas. So, you know, when I talked about time management, there's like a million things that you can do. But just take, t- take two or three of these power tools and start applying them. Um, and even if you improve your time management only by, you know, 1% uh, per day, in 50 days, you've improved by like, over fifty percent, mm-hmm. so just remember that um, so simplicity is really important to me, so that's why I'm moving my my uh, my kind of website from WordPress, which um, it, the beautiful themes uh, not a very intuitive easy to manage uh, web uh, tool um, I don't want to host it myself I just don't really have the time to do that I don't want to do it but um Having a web presence where I can share some of that information is really important. Okay, that's it for today and I talk to you soon.